Outdoor Edge knows that providing a freezer full of meat is part of the reason we all hunt. And what better way to bring it full circle than to process your own wild game? Outdoor Edge provides a full lineup of traditional and replaceable blade hunting knives and complete wild game processing kits to bring your wild game from the field to the freezer. Visit OutdoorEdge.com and at checkout, enter the discount code N-A-T-I-O-N-3-0 for 30% off. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long cut, and pouches that gives you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz that you're used to without tobacco. Fully Loaded Chew comes in nine flavors and is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine. To give us a try, head on over to FullyLoadedChew.com for a $1 can of chew with free shipping when you enter the code OUTDOOR1, O-U-T-D-O-O-R, and the number one. For more information on our product line, visit FullyLoadedChew.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the O2 Podcast. Tonight, Paul and I are here. Um, Paul, how are you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. good. It was Father's nice. Day. Yeah, good Father's Day weekend. Hung out with you and your family. Brought my kids over. My wife. Yeah, it was. It was a good time. It's always a good weekend when you get to hang out with me. Yeah, that you're damn right. So <laughs> did a little, yeah. little fishing, frying. That was not good. actually fishing. We just fried fish. Yeah, but. just fried store bought fish. I did a little trout fishing over the weekend. Didn't catch a single trout. My buddy Brandon caught a couple, but I I caught like I don't know five smallmouth, something like that. So yeah, it was good. It was good. It was good. It was a good holiday weekend. Good Father's Day weekend for me. So it's good. I uh, was working around the yard, a lot of painting, mowing. I don't know other stuff like that. Dad, just dad, dad, dad stuff. Family, family guy work and like kids birthday parties. Um, what else we do? I don't know, but. I had, I had kind of a fun like like Christmas in June week for me. In consecutive days, I got it's my happening. yeah, I got my serious arrows that I just bought. Those things are badass. Wicked. Yeah, and then I got my tethered system. The well, guy, the guy, like I had my front door open because it was it was like real nice, wasn't hot or humid. I was on the couch watching, I don't know some TV show with my daughters and, and the guy's like UPS and I about fell out of the couch and was like running to the to the front door like oh my god it's here <laughs> Paul sends me this text FaceTime me now yeah I'm like oh what the hell's going on and here he is up in the tree yeah, damn right just hanging around so did you like it was it? cool I you know I did I like so I, I don't have a ton of good trees in my in my in my yard so I use like the only acceptable tree and I got like maybe 10 feet off the ground um but it was like there was the tree like wise off this big maple tree and i just couldn't get out i couldn't get my tether set up in the right position to really uh lean back as as best as i could so or you know it was cool i i did i did enjoy it my the youngest member of the purple coat mafia she was all up in it man i mean she was climbing up those sticks and jumping off the she is a wild off one, the platform man. and i would catch her so it was it was cool man i i i enjoyed it now i just got to start shooting out of the shooting out of it so yeah, so we'll we'll work on that. Like, uh, I'm trying to think. One of the things I had to get used to is because you're on that platform, you really don't have a wide base. You shoot with your feet basically next to each other. Mm. So that's one thing you can start practicing. But, you know, just getting comfortable 
two, three, four feet off the ground, that's where you start, right? Yeah. You don't need to climb 20 feet up before you. It was funny. My brother was watching me climb up in this tree and get on the on the platform. He's like, how do you shoot your your your, your bow out of this? I'm like, I have, I have no idea. I don't, I don't know. I've never done it, so I'll yeah. figure it out and let you know. We'll uh, we'll practice on that. So yeah. it was cool, man. Good good weekend. Yeah, good so fun weekend. Thanks to uh, our buddies over tethered for supporting us and helping out with the show. If you guys are interested in saddle hunting, now is the time to go get on there and pick up your kit. Uh, if you have saddle hunted in the past, uh, congratulations, you've already made that huge step. But pull that stuff out, man. Make sure everything's still in good shape and your ropes are aren't frayed and, and everything's ready to go get your uh get comfortable again we really don't have that much longer we get july august september we're like we t- almost 90 days i mean we're home stretch man it's under 100 so, it's gotta I mean, be yeah july 4th like that for me like once july 4th hits it is it is a boat race to hunting season it goes it goes so fast yeah so gonna be good yep so big week for us Got a great interview today, Dustin Huff, June twenty fourth, Friday. This Friday, crazy. Don't show up drunk. I'm not. You're I, not. I'm not. We're gonna keep it together. See, I was supposed <laughs> to be in Oregon, and then uh, that trip got uh, canceled. And I was hoping I'd just like fly back and then drive back from the airport, and voila. But I'm here now, so yeah, it's gonna be good. I'm yeah. happy. Yeah. We'll be. Uh, Granville, Ohio, Granville Brewing Company. Meet and greet starts at 6. We're going to start the live show at 7 p.m. Kid-friendly. It is going to be outside. There's a fire pit there. It's really just just good good area to, to have uh, to have this little show. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So bring your wife. Bring your kids. Hide your kids. Hide, hide your you. wife. Yeah, there you go. Good time. Good beer. Going to be fun. Yes, it'll be good. And let's see. Uh, go wild. Our other... Uh, buddies there we've got the send it slam coming up here on july 9th down in louisville that's going to be their big party and we got two tickets to give away two tickets two tickets so our guy paul let's pull up the magical excel sheet here with all of our enter entrance and random number generator 22 there it is and it is j j rush j rush 25 good for you there you go. You'll hear. You'll get an email or a smoke yeah. signal. Yeah. So we will. Uh, we'll touch base with you there. So congratulations, J Rush, twenty five. Yep. Better use them. Don't flake out on us, whoever you are. So absolutely. What else we got? We got. Uh, that's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to that. Send it slam. Tickets still available. Four hour drive from Central Ohio. Gonna be fun. Yeah. And we've got the. Uh, we're gonna have Justin Ross come yeah. on and tell us about the archery hike down there in the Hocking Hills. So that's the weekend after. Uh, he'll be on. We're going to have like a, a segment here after our intro. Yeah, and quick, have, quick, yeah, quick hitter. So. Have him give you the, the feedback on that. But I'll tell you what, Paul, I was talking to Justin about his course, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's real easy to shoot at something from 40 yards away on a flat surface with nothing in the way. But when you're trying to shoot at that mule deer that's hiding behind a tree at, you know, 45 yards uphill, this I'm like, oh, boy. Insane. Not in Kansas anymore, Dorothy. I'm going to lose every arrow I have, and I'm going to have to buy all new arrows. <laughs> it's going to be miserable. Yeah. I saw this. I saw a, a picture on Twitter 
of a tree with a V, and there's like an elk target behind it, and there was like three dozen arrows just lying, just in. just stuck in this tree. It had just been ripping through. So, I, this reminds me of golfing, uh, kind of, and I've really bad luck when it comes to losing golf balls, and I hope it's not the same with arrows because we got two of these back to back weekends. There's not oh, enough. Man. There's, yeah, there's no time. We can't rush arrows. <laughs> like call up Seth at Sirius, be like, "Hey, rush those arrows now." Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That'd be cool. So, what else we got? Um, just some news from around the state. Did you see this thing? Oh man, where is it? The budget numbers. Yeah, the capital. The capital investment budget was introduced, I believe, for for coming up for the for the next fiscal year, five hundred fifteen million dollars in the state of Ohio going to conservation efforts, infrastructure efforts within the Department of Natural Resources, Department of Wildlife, cabins, lodges, boat ramps, all of these, all of these different things. That's that's uh that's a lot of money. That's a put, lot of money. It says yeah, a capital bu- budget fiscal years twenty three and twenty four. Yeah. Okay, so that's two year two year capital. Okay. So and I'm not sure if this is officially passed or is this one of those things they're kinda like floating the idea out there or not. But either way Five hundred fifteen million dollars. That's a lot of money. Uh, yeah, I think I, I, I'm not. You know, I I think once this is introduced, um, things can change. You know, I, obviously projects or or whatever. But yeah, I think this is just uh, at this point has been introduced. Yeah, yeah. Unveiled the yeah they've unveiled this capital budget. So that'd be pretty good. Uh, the Rawa Recovering America's Wildlife Act that cleared the house. That's a ton of money. I mean, billions, tens that, of billions of dollars. That's federally. Oh, right. Federal. Okay. Yep. Cleared the house. Um, it had it. Ironically enough, it had a lot of support from both Democrats and Republicans. Um, I didn't know that uh, those guys could get along in Washington. I, I I didn't know that that was a possibility. Midterms are coming, Paul. We have exactly. To out yeah. How so that those works, assholes right? are just kissing and making up and and playing along. So I saw in the Senate that there in the Senate there were. 16 Democratic co-sponsors, 18 Republican co-sponsors, and one independent, which I'm assuming is Field of Burn, uh, was the one independent sponsor of the bill. And he an independent, Bernie Sanders? I don't know. Yeah, probably. I think he is. I really don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't pay attention too much to that. So that'll be a big. That'll be interesting. I'd like to see how that uh, how that goes through. And you really hope when that much money is put towards or available for wildlife conservation programs around the state. Or around the country, that that money is used wisely. Bingo. You, know, you, you hear so many of these. Oh yeah, we spend you know fourteen trillion dollars on on poor you help with you know, poor people or welfare. People are still poor. Like, where's all the money go? You know, <laughs> like what are we what are we doing? You know, we're, we're rebuilding bridges. I I haven't seen a single bridge rebuilt in, in Ohio in ten years. So. Right. I don't know. Hopefully they use it well. So skeptical uh, until proven otherwise. So. One of the other things I saw here was down at Houston Woods. Oh, come on. There it is. The new and improved Nature Center was in- unveiled at Houston Woods. Now, I've always had this this debate on w- if something can be new and improved, but we're just going to roll with it today. Yeah. It looks like it looks like a mini Bass Pro Shops. Yeah. All kinds of cool stuff in yeah. there. That yeah, was uh, cool. But So that's another place that... Uh, if you've never been out to Houston Woods, it's a nice little nature area there in Western Ohio. Uh, what else we got, Paul? 
I don't think there's really anything anything fun to talk about. We had an awesome conversation this uh, just a couple of days ago with with Ohio native Zach Farrenbaugh from the Hunting Public. This he's is cool. our yeah he's he's our our main guest for for today. So good dude. I you know we talked about it in the show like I had I had virtually given up on on, on air quotes here for people not you know hunting media. I hated it. I absolutely I I didn't consume any hunting media you know up until you know for probably like five or six years um it just wasn't for me it wasn't the type of hunting that i was doing and these guys popped up in 18 and i i heard about them uh actually i think they started in 17 he said 2018 was their first turkey turkey tour that was when i first started watching them was in 2018 on that turkey tour and i loved it so yeah and so i'm i'm sure a lot of our listeners have heard zach on other podcasts are very familiar with him this was something we didn't want. I don't want to talk to him about in-season scouting or how to find buck beds or anything like that. Like this no. is a pretty chill. I don't want to, I don't know. If it's a BS session, but we, you know, we had just, some good questions, yeah, yeah, but he's no, just a dude from, from Western Ohio that yep. got involved and started doing something. He's living his dream. And yeah. uh, we just wanted to, wanted to hear the story. So that we, I thought it was pretty cool. We learned a lot about Zach, the Zach Farrenball, the person uh, in this episode. So really neat. Gracious with his time, talked to us for quite a bit. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, so yeah, good dude. Well, if that's all we got, I think uh, we'll we'll give us there. reviews. We haven't had a review on our on our Apple. I don't know how to check Android or Spotify, but Apple May Fourth was our last review. We need to give something away. Yeah, we do. What do we got? We got something to give away? Not right this second. No. I don't think we do. We got. We're gonna have to buy some stuff and, and give it away. Yeah, bribe you, bribe you suckers for for uh, for reviews on our <laughs> on our platforms and give you free shit. I was so. thinking about it the other day. I was on one of Dan Matthews' podcasts and talking about how we came to be. Um, and I was thinking when we get to that one year point, we're gonna have to find something good to give away, <laughs> which really isn't that far away either. So I know this is episode thirty six. 36 37 episode 37 jesus yeah man it's happening quick so yeah so anywho that's all we got for uh this week i hope everybody is enjoying the heat and the the weather here in ohio uh it won't be long before we are getting out in those woods shooting little critters can't wait shooting dustin critters, huff so. this friday this june friday. 24th granville ohio central ohio free beer music best part the big you, the big deer no oh. i was gonna say you and i but of course no one gives a shit about <laughs> it's that big ass deer i can't wait i we saw it at the open season that thing is a yeah. specimen i mean it is obviously it's the biggest deer ever shot like you just look at that and you're like there's that's amazing it's that absolutely amazing it's crazy so i so, hope to see everybody out there uh have a great week and we'll talk to you soon see you guys bye all right so we've got uh mr justin ross and uh from the archery hike justin how are you today good 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 to talk to you guys again yeah welcome back round two man for the for the show so there's only I a few special. people that have been on i've been on twice uh rare. gage hall tony peterson uh yeah. justin ross yeah rarefied air man <laughs> great you've rarefied made it you've air. made it in life now yeah Number two, best number all. <laughs> all right, so we got we got archery hike coming up. We've been talking about it, so we're we're a little 
little over a month out or actually just yeah a little under a month out so it is it is crunch time man so so justin give us uh tell us one what archery hike is two why you started it and three what people can look forward to uh here coming up in a few weeks all right well archery hike is kind of a culmination of a lot of things i've done in the past um as you guys know and some of your listeners know i run farmers and hunters feeding the hungry around central ohio and i've been doing that for 15 plus years um, raising money for them doing banquets with whitetails unlimited and so forth to to raise a lot of money for conservation um, i always used to shoot 3d archery and i had an opportunity to to create a 3d archery event and that turned into archery hike um, it's going to be as you guys, you know, I appreciate you guys talking about it. It's going to be down in Logan here, July 15, 16, 17 throughout the weekend. And, um, yeah, it's just going to be a fun 3d archery event. Uh, it's not your typical walk in the woods. As I, as I say, it's going to be uphill and downhill and, you know, traversing over, over creeks or through creeks and through valleys. And it's going to be a workout. It's, uh, our hope is to create this real life situation um these 24 targets that'll put you in that that real life situation of making double long shots and um really testing your abilities so you say it's the 15th 16th and 17th but you don't have to come every day right this is something you can come one day two days three days that's correct yeah we i've got um essentially if you register on archeryhike.com or you could get a hold of me at archeryhike at gmail.com to get registered and you can register for one day, two day, or three days. I do have I do have a handful of two day shooters right now, um, but yeah, the the course is essentially open all day for you. If you if you register, you get to shoot it as much as you want. Um, let's say Saturday, it's open from eight to five. Uh, we'll be open up you know seven o'clock, getting people through and you know in in to start shooting on the practice range. But yeah, you could shoot the the course. I think. It's, it's a mile and a quarter, roughly, um, about 300 feet of elevation gain. So it is going to be a little bit of a workout. Um, that's the hiking part. And, but I think you could probably get through it in, in a couple hours. Um, my idea was, is I want people to, to have fun and be able to test their abilities. And that's, that means go through it a couple times. So once you're registered, hike it. If you want to run to Logan and eat, it's three miles away. You can go eat if you want. I'll have snacks and some refreshments there. Um, but if you want to go get a meal in Logan, then come right back and, you know, spend the whole day there if you want and just shoot. Um, but so yeah, you don't have to come both days so or, or all three. Days. What, what should somebody plan on bringing? <clears throat> and what I, what I mean is how many arrows do we need to bring in case we start losing them? Uh, well, there's 24 targets. So you tell me they're going to have, there's not going to be any chip shots. Um, that is a question. Oh, come on. Give me, there. give me how one. Far? <laughs> they, 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 people ask how far are these shots going to be? And, and I think right now the max shot is probably going to be a full body elk about 75 yards uphill. It's not going to be an easy shot, um, but it's also a full body elk. So you should be able to take out an elk's lungs at 75 yards. Don't, um, don't, and, uh, don't overestimate my abilities. Justin. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the shortest shots probably going to be in that 30, 35 range and it'll be a standing Turkey. So it'll be a smaller target um, again, but the whole idea is to have fun. I want you to test your abilities. But if you don't feel comfortable with the shot, just move up closer and shoot what you're comfortable for. If, if that 75 yard shot uphill is too far, 
walk up the hill and shoot it at 20. I, I don't care. Just I just move, want you move to up to the ladies tee, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice golf reference there. Uh, <laughs> so so you got a bow raffle. What's that? Uh, what's going on with that? Yeah, each each everybody that registers is automatically in the drawing for a brand new Matthews V3. Um, I got it sitting actually right here behind me in the office, and that's part of your registration. Uh, as well as you get an archery hike, uh, an archery hike piece of merchandise, it'll come come with that registration as well. Um, I think that that provides a pretty good value for people to come out and you know just enjoy Hawking Hills, anyways, because it's beautiful country. But obviously, getting some exercise, flinging some arrows, and have a chance at winning a you know a brand new V three. Can you buy more raffle tickets, or is it just one entry with? Uh, for the bow, it'll be one entry. Okay. You'll get one entry with your registration, but we will have the practice range with some bag targets that Whitetails Unlimited is going to be running. And they'll be selling raffle tickets, probably have a couple different styles of shots uh, where you could get extra raffle, raffle tickets. We've got, a, we've got a fair amount of stuff to raffle off. Um, so it, that, that'll be happening on the practice range. Um, as well on the practice range with the bag targets, if you know people want to shoot tic tac toe or whatever, play you know tic tac toe with arrows or whatever, they can do that. But yeah, we'll have additional raffles um, for Whitetails Unlimited at the practice range. I don't know if you said it, but what does it cost to register? Fifty dollars per day. Yep, okay. per day. If you're a two day shooter, it's actually ninety bucks. So you save ten dollars as a two day shooter. Gotcha. And <clears throat> so if, is it. Is it a family event? Like, if I was to bring my wife and kids, is there something for them to do while I'm doing the thing, or is that something like I send them to Logan to find something to do? Um, they could go with you. I've actually okay. got. I, I've actually had probably ten different people contact me and ask me about. Hey, could could our kids come along? Or wives that you know, girlfriends they don't shoot, but they want to come along and get some exercise. And heck yeah, yeah, bring them along. They can enjoy just being out hiking the hills. Um, get their heart pumping a little bit too when they're husband or boyfriend gets mad because he can't make that shot you know <laughs> good good deal so we're gonna lose so many arrows so, i know it's gonna be i'm I'm actually in my i'm thinking in my mind i just bought a bunch of like serious arrows and they're they're kind of expensive and i don't, I don't want to lose them in your woods i feel like i need so, to put another order in right gonna, now so yeah. they're ready oh, screw so that i'm gonna go out and buy the cheapest shot. What's I'm that? so excited for one shot because, like I said, I want to put all these targets will be real life situations. We got a, an electrical cut. It's gonna, you know, have an animal up in electrical cut, and then these deep valleys that are kind of they're not really muddy. They're kind of dry now, but but you know, just where you'd find hogs, you know, down in in these valleys, you know, in the mud, and it's it's gonna be really fun. Oh man, I can't wait. Do we need to bring rangefinder, or is that yeah, you have a mark so I, I would Guy, guys have asked us again, binoculars, range finders, whatever you feel comfortable that you would take in a real life hunting situation, I would bring with you. If that's a backpack, if it's, um, you know, good, good footwear, you're going to want good footwear because you're going to be hiking up and down hills. Uh, you, you, you know, you don't want to hurt your rolling ankle or something. So yeah, but yes, binoculars, range finders will help for sure. Can Paul bring his saddle and get situated in a tree prior to each shot? The answer is 100% yes. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and answer that for you. It'll take me six hours to get up. Uh, up uh, but, man, you will days. have that thing down. You will be ready to go. No kidding. No kidding. Justin, where can people find you? Uh, <clears throat> go to archeryhike.com. 
uh, or you can email me at archeryhike at gmail.com and I'll get right back to you. Get with me on Facebook, Archery Hike, Instagram, uh, Archery Hike as well. Um, I re- get back to everybody as fast yeah. as I can. So we, we hope to see everybody out there. It's going to be a fun event. We, we did miss one very important uh, piece of this and, and kind of why you're doing the archery hike, you're, you're making contributions to two organizations. What are those, what are those organizations? Yeah. Like I mentioned at the practice range, Whitetails Unlimited will be doing raffles there, raising money um, for giveaways. And then there'll be a donation going back to farmers and hunters feeding the hungry um, after the event with part of the proceeds from the event, which, which I should tell you too. I know we had talked prior, but to give you those updated totals um, for the end of the year, for 2021 into 22, uh, statewide for farmers and hunters feeding the hungry, uh, we're actually finishing our fiscal year right now, but it's looking about 68,500 pounds of wow. donated meat. That's incredible. Uh, past season. And, and, and so that that's a lot, uh, but to think of it in meals, it's roughly 274,000 meals uh, wow. in one, one year from all of us hunters. Man, so, that's wild. It's awesome. Yeah. Everybody donate and we love you. It's uh you're feeding a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that website, what is that? What's the website for farmers and hunters feeding the hungry? That is fhfh.org. There you go. Good deal. You can get on there, find find butchers in your area, chapter coordinators, all the contact information and and you know, or or email us and we'll get you, you know, any answers you need. Awesome. Justin, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for putting this event on. I can't wait to get down there on, on Friday. What time does it start on Friday? Does it start at 8 a.m. on Friday? 10 to 6 on Friday. 10 to 6. People will be working. Uh, we'll have it open. People will be registering probably 9, shooting, you know, on the practice range. But, yeah, 10 to 6, the course will be open. And like I said, with your registration, it's all yours for the, the whole time that, that it's open for the day. Come and go as you, as you please. Awesome. Justin, thanks for your time, man. Yep. Thank you. Guys. Appreciate it. Take care. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the O2 Podcast. Tonight, we have a very special guest, uh, Pride of Ohio. Probably, I'm not going to lie, next to Neil Armstrong, the be- the biggest name to come out of, out of Wapakoneta. So, uh, we've got Zach Farenbaum from The Hunting Public. Welcome, Zach. How are you tonight? Uh, doing great. Thank you. How are you guys? Doing good, man. Living the dream. It's yeah. it. We got that kind of lull, as we talked about the other day, of whatever, June, kind of getting geared up for some archery shoots and then uh, obviously it, deer season coming in the fall. It's also, it's also the, it's been in the 90s two days in a row, which it's I am hot. not, I am not happy about, so. Nasty wow. here, so. Yeah. Well, Zach, you know, I think most people, if they're not familiar with you, uh, do you want to give a, a brief introduction or just start uh, nailing you with questions here? Uh, yeah, I'll do a brief introduction. I, I'm Zach Farnball from Wapakoneta, Ohio. Um, I guess uh, part of the hunting public. We started making YouTube videos in 2017 and really just like traveling around. I, I mean, the short version is just really like traveling around, hunting new areas, um, hunting public land, and yeah, I mean, making videos about it, having fun. <laughs> yeah, hunting's so, my favorite thing to do. Yeah. So <laughs> that's my intro. <laughs> that now that 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 works for me. So I I have to ask, like, how did the hunting public 
just become? I mean, was it, I mean, you and Aaron, obviously like you guys worked at what was it? Midwest whitetails or something like that. So yep. what, how, how did you and Aaron and Greg and just kind of that, that original core of THP, how did you guys meet each other? So when we worked at Midwest whitetail, there was Midwest whitetail office and uh, we were working for Bill Winky and there was, there was like uh, just a group of guys always working in that office together and we were always hunting together you know when we when we had the time we all got time to hunt at midwest whitetail and we got to like film each other um we did a lot of editing there so we'd sit like long hours like trying to edit as much as we could at night trying to get ahead so that way we could go hunting and um you know bill always let us go together and create our own content too so we started doing public land videos and I guess Aaron started doing public land videos like 2012 probably. And then I came along in 2015 as an intern and just really enjoyed that atmosphere. Like it was kind of the dream situation for me. I'd always been really into editing hunts and hunting with my buddies and just meshed well with those guys. And we were just having a blast. So I basically just pestered Bill until he gave me a a full-time job there. Once I got done with my internship, I went home for a couple months and came up with like several different ideas um, to kind of create my own position there and just kept proposing these ideas to Bill. And finally, um, finally, he, he, he gave in, <laughs> gave me, gave me a job and, um, you know, we worked together, um, but all those guys in the office and we continued doing that public land thing and it just kept, um, becoming more and more, I guess, uh, we felt like there was just an opportunity there where nobody was, I shouldn't say nobody, there wasn't very many um, people hunting public land that was kind of, uh, and just trying to relate to as many people as possible, right? If, if If you're hunting public land, you're hunting land that anybody can hunt. So we just tried to relate i guess and then uh, eventually just decided we were going to do it ourselves and just wanted to do youtube and started doing youtube and we had no idea if it was going to work or not um i think i think originally we had talked about like how we were going to film weddings and stuff during the summer to make enough money to keep going hunting and it ended up just really working out that it kind of took off and i mean forever thankful for the opportunity at Midwest Whitetail because that's, that's kind of how we got a little bit of a jump start. You know, it, it, uh, we were making videos, public land videos there. And then when we went to YouTube, a lot of people just kind of followed it from there straight to YouTube. And that's how we kind of got a jump. So, you know, Midwest Whitetail is what brought us all together. And you'll, you'll hear us talk about a lot of friends too, that we also have through Midwest Whitetail. Like, Eric Barber, John Lewis, um, oh, who else? Sam Soholt, Lake Pickle. Like those are all guys that are in the industry. And there's tons more. There's tons more, really. Um, all it, it, it was really awesome how that brought so many people together, and that's how it got started. Because we're all from different parts of the country. Like I'm from Ohio. Jake's from Wisconsin. Aaron's from Missouri. Greg's from Nebraska. Ted's from Iowa. Um, so. That's kind of how that all came together. So you guys definitely hit that niche, right, with the public land thing. I mean, it's 
you were hunting public before it was cool, right? And and now, yeah. uh, you know, that's what everybody's, uh, their goal is to get out there and do what you guys do. I shouldn't say everybody. There's a lot of people. But coming from Wapakoneta, uh, I'm pretty familiar with that area. And there's not a lot of public land up there, right? And it's a lot of agriculture. And, and you know, to for me, when I'm driving around, if I see a deer up there, that's a big deal. Uh, oh, yeah. So... Before you got to the Midwest whitetail stuff, how, did you grow up in a hunting family? Is this, uh, you know, you come, did you have good access to land up there? Um, or is it something you just kind of went with? I'll tell you my whole situation. So when I was real, real little, like you know, before I even remember, I was interested in hunting and I was showing interest in hunting. Like my mom has these pictures of me holding up her curling iron like a gun. And I'm like tiny, tiny, you know, I'm super, you know. And uh, I remember my dad coming back from bow hunting. He'd be super excited about hearing the stories. And, um, you know, I can still, like, replay those stories that he told me, you know, even even if it's been, I mean, I'm sure there's some stories that I remember that he hadn't told me for 20 years, you know, and it's just like I remember the details of it because I was so interested in it. And, um, both of my grandpas hunted as well. They were big influences. Um I started shooting five years old and started going squirrel hunting with my grandpa on my mom's side. And we started squirrel hunting, shooting. Then we started going turkey hunting. Then we started going deer hunting. And the first, I don't know how many years, really, three or so years, I didn't shoot anything. I just missed a lot of things. And and what I was doing was, is I was always going back. So I, I grew up in Western Ohio, but I told you guys before we started, my grandparents live in Eastern or Central Ohio. So I'd always kind of travel anyway, every week. My, my grandpa's got 160 acres there. And then um, just anything else that, that we could hunt, you know, just like some occasionally, a small property here and there. Um, I started hunting on a place that um, my grandpa at the time, my grandparents at the time were renting in a house. And when they rented that house, the guy that owned the property behind him let us hunt. So that's where my some of my first hunts, like squirrel, deer, turkey were. And then when I was nine, I shot a deer finally after again missing several times. And then shot a turkey when I was 10. And then we lost permission to hunt that uh, that spot that we had, um, or my grandpa was renting. He moved away from there. They moved. I didn't uh, didn't have permission to hunt there. So when I was like eleven, we started hunting public land, and we would just travel, especially during turkey season, like a hundred percent during turkey season. Because back in Western Ohio, we just didn't have permission anywhere where there were turkeys, and in most of the county. There just weren't in surrounding counties. It's just, I mean, <laughs> not a lot of turkeys over there. So we would travel, hunt public land and from the time I was 11 until, you know, now. I have always hunted public land for turkey. Um, and then a lot of times during the weekends when I was growing up, we would go hunt um, over by my grandpa's property, um, like throughout middle school, high school, bow hunting there. So then I went to college and I went and was able to hunt a whole bunch more public land, both deer and turkey. Um, I could all of a sudden turkey hunt like way more than I ever 
have been able to. And I was, when I was in college, I managed, <laughs> I, I don't know how I pulled this off, but I managed to get real average grades, but got a ton of hunting and fishing in. And uh, I would like schedule classes so that a couple days of the week, I'd have to start class at like 10. Like that's as much as I could push it, but I could still hunt at least till nine, you know, get a good morning hunt in nine ish, nine thirty, And I'd bust it back. And I'd, uh, then also, I guess, I think it was at one point that was Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I had till 10. And then the other two days, I didn't start till like 1230. So I could hunt the entire morning. So I just went from very, you know, really only being able to turkey hunt a couple of days, um, on the weekends throughout the season to all of a sudden I'm going basically the whole season. And, um, that was really cool. I, I really value that time a lot. Did you go to uh, school for like the digital whatever and all that? Kind of stuff? Yeah. Well, I kind of went to school to drink beer for a while and I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. Honestly, I told people all the time. Like I just, all I want to do is edit hunting you know go hunting and edit a youtube video i mean that's no kidding what i wanted to do and i didn't know how to do it you know there's no major that says like go go uh kill deer and then film it and edit yeah, it. Go <laughs> so when yeah. when when your dad's like what do you want to be when you grow up and you're like i want to shoot deer and film it and edit hunting yeah videos. i want to make he's just like videos. was he like oh my god he's gonna live with us his entire life no you know it's it is weird because there is um there's a time where apparently my dad said he got a call from my guidance counselor when I was in high school and it's like, Hey, like, you know, you should talk to Zach about like, like picking a realistic career. Cause he's talking about wanting to do this. It's, it's funny when you hear him tell the story, you know, but basically she said like, he's got to get serious about picking a career and he can't just like want, want to make, you know, hunting shows or whatever, whatever it was, I was calling it at that hunting shows <laughs> right uh, did you go my to dad's just, did you go to college in ohio yeah i went to ohio university oh so you're so, right down there in, in wayne national and you had all the land around you right I, I all of a sudden it went from no public land to living in the dream world like i could run out run out and hunt hunt deer in 10 minutes i could be you know I mean, just all over the place in Turkey too. And it was, it was so fun to explore that stuff. And at the time I didn't have map, like I didn't have phone maps. I didn't have a smartphone until I, until I graduated college, <laughs> which was 2015. So I didn't have like a phone map. I was just out there running wild, like, you know, looking at Google earth, uh, like crazy when I was in my dorm or at home. And, um, I, I did, so I did go to school to answer your question earlier. Um, I went to school for like media, media, outdoor recreation, and geography. And how that works is, I combined those three majors and and officially a bachelor of specialized studies with areas of focus in media, outdoor rec, and geography. YouTuber sounds easier, right? Than, yeah, than that I mean, novel, right. <laughs> It's what they called. It's what they called. Make your own major. Build your own major. So, um, true story. I spent two years in Athens, and I have a very special place in my heart. For the, those two were, years were wonderful. I don't remember all of it, but <laughs> well, I don't. I unfortunately don't remember a lot of it. But 
What is it? What yeah. is it, the, the burrito buggy? Is that yes. the staple yeah. down there? Yeah, I mean, Court Big Mama, Street. Yeah, that's what I went to all the time. I was at Big Mama's all the time. Oh. You know, start drinking spears late at night. Go get your burrito. Oh, Done deal. Wake up the next morning, go hunt some turkeys. You know what? Though I had a- fishing too. Sorry to cut you off. I I I loved fishing down there. I mean, there are so many so many good fishing opportunities. And and honestly, in college, I spent as much time fishing. Probably in the grand scheme of it, as much or more time fishing for smallmouth and, and bass in general um, as I did hunt. I mean, I hunted a ton still, but like I had a lull of deer hunting when I was in college too. So that's kind of an kind of an interesting little story, I would say. But did you have a question? You can tell that interesting story if you want. I'm, I'm all ears. My man. question was, it wasn't a question as much as I had, as the, the same time I was at OU, I had a buddy over at Hocking, right? It's just down the road yeah. over in Nelsonville. And at that point in my life, I hadn't been exposed to turkey hunting, just getting in deer hunting, that kind of stuff. So I didn't take advantage of Athens on that end like you did. Uh, but yeah. I, I remember, I'll never forget the story. But I remember he called me the one day and said that somebody on his floor had just gotten thrown out of school for shooting at a turkey out of the dorm room at, at Hocking. So, um, and, and that was... 20 some years ago but uh nowadays that would probably be a whole nother issue but it's gonna happen though it'd be a knocking you know yeah. but, well, well i used to go up to hawking a lot and hang out there so i uh i had a one of my best friends brad he uh, he's my friend from high school he went up to hawking and we were 15 minutes apart we hunted together and we still do hunt together um, when i go back to ohio but it's um, awesome yeah i spent a lot of time up there also also drinking beer up there <laughs> <laughs> so why the i want to know why the why the law of deer hunting uh in college um so i kind of got to a point where i was hunting so i was hunting more public land but i was also just watching too much too much hunting media yeah this is honestly one of the main reasons that I feel like I, we became as a group interested in um, doing what we're doing, become more relatable because we were watching hunting media at the time. All of us, all of us at one point or another kind of went through somewhat of a similar lull to this, all of us at PHP. But for me in college, me and my friend Ben, who um, I, he's also a friend of mine that lives in Ohio. They've been, on, they've been on the show. They've been on the YouTube shows. Yeah. yeah. Ben and Keith and, yeah. Al- and then Alex, three brothers that I've been friends with. I've, they're my oldest friends. I've been friends with them since my dad and their dad are like best friends from high school. Anyway, um, Ben and I were hunting a lot together. and um, We were just watching so much hunting media that was making us chase the big buck. And like, I remember passing bucks on public land that we should have been passing. And we were hunting at my grandpa's property a lot and playing everything super safe. Like, um, you know, hunt, hunting the edge, hunting the fringe, like not trying to get too too nosy and get in the bedding area, like sit back was kind of the, the approach. And, and I felt like a lot of media was telling you that, you know, you're watching like at the time, Midwest Whitetail, Growing Deer, um, anything on the outdoor channel is all just like food plots and sit back and, and play it safe. And like for four, for eh, probably about three years, we did that and it got to a point where I remember 
having a serious conversation with them in the tree stand. Like, should we just stop doing this? Like, I'm sick of deer hunting because, like, this isn't fun anymore. And kind of like started deciding, like, I'm got, I'm gonna just have to change it up and have to start doing, you know, something because I don't like it as much as I should. And I'm liking, on the other hand, I'm liking turkey hunting like crazy. Just more and more and more. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm so in love with turkey hunting and I can't figure out why. I mean, it's a whole progress. This is a whole progression to get to now, but um, I always just like turkey hunting way better. Anyway, and fishing, honestly, is getting definitely to a point where fishing was more fun. I was still spending a lot of time deer hunting, but fishing was more fun. And uh, ended up uh, then moving to Iowa. I got an internship with Midwest Whitetail. And I remember going out there and thinking, like, I'm never going to, and this is held true. I'm never hunting. I'm never hunting private land again. I'm hunting public land for the rest of my life for deer and turkey because I don't know if that, you know, maybe when I'm older, I'll, I'll hunt more private land. I don't know. I should say never, but like, I want to be done with it. And started working there started hunting public land, started getting more out of it, more of the adventure that I really was seeking, not just, you know, always finding these, like, just, you know, just not, just trying to find stuff that wasn't the most obvious stuff, you know what I mean? And, and not, also not worrying about shooting a huge buck either. Like, just decided, like, you know, everything's going to, everything about how I approach this is going to change. I started hunting with Aaron and then, just started learning a lot from what he had been doing and what he had been learning and just, man, I mean, really, really started to fall back in love with deer hunting again to the point where, like, I eventually got to the point, I guess, where I started hunting on the ground and then that really took it a whole nother level further of, like, now I think of deer and turkey hunting as equal, where in the past I thought that turkey hunting was way better than deer hunting. I still love them both a ton more than anything i couldn't compare them i couldn't pick one you add pronghorn and elk in the mix and i couldn't pick one but um i love hunting in general big big game stuff you know at least in, um, so that, I feel like that really was that was that was the law and that's how i got it in a quick form <laughs> so so when you're at, when you're at midwest whitetail and you you know something just clicks you're like i've never never hunting private property again. Was it because like you were just, just, you thought that it was too easy um, no, no. or you just thought that like, it's just not, it's not me, man. It's not what speaks to me. Like, was it a, a very personal decision or was there, you know, outside influence, you know, the outdoor channel and all these things that just had kind of turned you off in general, or are you just like, this is what, this is what I am. A pup, just, I like the challenge. I like the, I like to roam. No, I, I that's a great question. That's a great question. It, it wasn't that public land, private land is too easy. I was struggling big time on private land because I was trying to do what I was seeing on TV on small property that I didn't have full control of. Like my grandpa still had control of it from the standpoint of like, um, like how how certain things were, how um, how deer managed, and you know it, it was. And we, and we had, and we started getting into the food plot thing and it just became this such a passive form of hunting 
and really that's what that's also what my grandpa likes my grandpa likes to sit and watch deer so i kind of started to to follow that influence as well but was taking it a step further too because i'm watching this on every every media source that i'm watching it's just like like youtube youtube videos or you know whatever whatever you can find online at the time of just guys shooting these gigantic bucks off a food plot sitting on 10 times that year and seeing you know a dozen plus deer every time and it's just like i'm i'm trying to do that and it's just going backwards and i'm just like not doing anything productive now on the side what's really interesting though that's all like personal stuff too like that's all me and ben hunting but i'm also doing a bunch of other stuff um throughout all this where i'm hunting like back home around wapkaneta with my buddies and we're and a lot of times then i'm filming so we're getting like way more aggressive doing that stuff but every time i kind of go back over to my grandpa's i just kind of keep getting it dumbed down to work not having as much fun and i just keep choosing to you know not hunt aggressively and realize that was what was happening you know (laughs) i just realized that i was playing everything super safe and i was just bored i was just bored as hell i didn't want to see anymore and not see you know not have action and then you know we started hunting public land and it just added adventure to it like i was seeing something different it was exciting i was learning more stuff where i had just got to a point where i'd been you know hunting other areas too i'm certainly not exclusively hunting my grandpa's but i was hunting it the most you know uh, and it just i guess that's that's where i got it was, it was and that's 280 acre blocks that's what i was hunting in uh, on my grandpa's property but then yeah it, i mean really started to take take off when I started hunting public land and I, I, I really, man, at this point, I just don't have any interest in going back to, to being confined. I don't like to be too confined, even on, even on public land, if the pieces are too small, it's like, you know, it's hard for me. <laughs> so, so when you're, when you guys are all down at Midwest Whitetail and in the back of your mind, you guys all have the same idea that, you know, there's, this is an underserved kind of segment of the, of the hunting entertainment, hunting industry. Who was the first one that like approached the subject? Like, who was the first one's like, Matt, I've had enough. This is all what I'm doing. Was it you, or was it was it one of the other guys, or was it just kind of like you just sitting around one day and you're like, you know what, this is the direction I think I want to go. How how, it, how did that come about? That's just a long evolution of it. You know, we started hunting together um, 2015. The three of us. Now, again, Aaron had been doing this uh, for a while, and Greg started getting into the public land too and then uh, i feel like when i came along and michael Prente was also an intern and we still there yeah sorry i I, one of our internets fuzzed out so we'll have to i heard michael and then that was it you started cutting out so okay so so michael parente and i we started doing everything with warb in 2015 like that's 
most of when we were interns and that was hunting the public land and filming that whole kind of series and and then the team orb and i started going um, turkey hunting on the road like we started traveling we went to, Mississippi, we went to arkansas missouri um wyoming and then we hunted iowa as well so we we started kind of getting into that public land going to these new areas and all of a sudden it's like dude, this is like this is what I want to do. Like, we got to find a way to do this. And we just kind of continued to talk about it. But then, you know, it just, it just kind of, um, I guess it had just kind of got to a point where it was like, we're going to have to make some sort of change. Um, a lot of our friends had left and kind of like took different routes. Because at one point, there was a lot of people working at Midwest Whitetail. You know, there was be like 10 people in the office between interns and full-time employees and then all of a sudden it's like there's only a few full-time employees left me Aaron and Greg and it was just like man like you know at some point you know we should just if we're gonna do it we should just try it we just did it and like I said didn't really have didn't have it I felt like there was always a place there personally like where it should be successful if we work hard at it but you know it's always a risk and we we risked it and luckily you know people people wanted to, to see something that was more relatable we try to forever be as relatable as possible that's like for sure my number one goal is i just don't want people to um i guess think that you know we're just we're just trying to get views or clicks or whatever it's like that's why we like to travel man that's that's our favorite thing now there's always places that you like to go and go hunt you know different areas like i really enjoy hunting like the midwest you know the open country in the midwest that's new to me so that's super fun i love spotting and stalking but i also love going back into solid timber and just hunting you know back in the east appalachian mountains and stuff like that that's all super fun to me and you know I don't know even really where I'm going at this point. I'm kind of rambling now. <laughs> so no, keep 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 it. I, so how how do you like just? I mean, you guys are as big as they get in this in this hunting, and I don't even know what to call it industry entertainment. I, but I mean, you guys, and I, I'm just going to give you just kind of like a, a little like just kind of a snapshot of of where I was. I've I started hunting in hunting in 2007, eight, nine, somewhere somewhere in that time frame. I've hunted public land ever since that time. And it's not because I'm some righteous public land warrior, but it's just because I, I don't have access. And I've always had a hang up about asking people for access on their property. So if I've hunted a thousand times, I've hunted twice, three times on private property, you know? So it's a very, um, it's very kind of a special thing for me, you know, when I, when I do get to do it and, you know, I would watch those TV shows on outdoor channel and sportsman's, channel or network whatever the hell it was called and and um i'd watch these guys and i'm not i'm not bashing anyone but you know i'd watch lee and tiffany and i'd watch the Drury's and i'd watch all these shows and then i would go to my public land spot in vinton county ohio and i'm like this isn't iowa (laughs) i can't find a food plot anywhere you know and and it's just so i i just stopped consuming that stuff i mean it wrecked me on hunting you know very i think so many people went through that same thing because we, you know, 
it's just as hunters, we don't have, a lot of us don't have the time, the money, the resources, the drive to go out and put in the effort that it takes to grow these massive deer and to own these huge pieces of property. And I, it just really kind of soured me on hunting for, for a lot of years. And it was funny, man. I got, I, I was just talking to a buddy of mine and he was, he was telling me about, about you guys. I think it was your first Turkey tour. So what was that? 18, 2018 yep. first. Yeah. First Turkey tour. And he's like, Oh yeah, no, it's the, it's the, it's the guy from, from spring thunder and some guy with long hair. You should check it out. I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> like all they do is, is hunt public. Yeah. I can. And, and I watched it and then you guys didn't kill anything. I'm like, I know this. I know this feeling, not killing anything. I just walk 14 miles, you know, up and down hill. So you guys kind of brought me back into that fold, man. Made you know, started. Yeah, you know, started to believe a little bit in the hunting entertainment industry, and you know, I started to feel like you know, it's it's okay to not pound 180 inch deer every year and uh-huh. kill double bearded turkeys every time you go out in this beautiful pasture. You know, so you guys like really, you know, you may be a better turkey hunter, man. So I so I, I do appreciate that, but. So yeah. you, you've kind of gone through like this, this second or third or fourth, I don't know what evolution for you, but you know, maybe turkeys weren't as important to you and like your, your priorities started to shift to, to, you know, elk or antelope. So like, where, where are you at now? Like in that evolution, where, where have you gone? Um, I would say, I mean, I, I guess I feel like I should first start by talking about the ground interest because that's really unique think um and just in kind of the the motivation for that i suppose is like when i finally found the 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 videos for me if you will was when i found whitetail adrenaline i started watching dvds at eric barber's house when i was working at midwest whitetail in like 2015 i was like dude this is it like this is insane i can't like and i had heard about it briefly from some friends but i never actually spent the money on it. i was spending all my money on, you know going hunting or beer or whatever. <laughs> and, and i'm watching this white teledrenaline and i'm like this is awesome and they're doing all this ground stuff and i start trying to figure out like how they're actually doing this like how like you know up to this point i've only stationary hunted deer i've never still hunted i've never stopped and it's like how are they even doing this at all? And I kind of just got to a point where it's like the only way to start to learn is just start trying. So in 2016, I started hunting on the ground a little bit, and that was still at Midwest Whitetail and with the ghillie suit and um, was pretty stationary still. And then 2017 came along. And um, well, 2016, then I guess I ended up. I ended up just kind of going back to my old ways when I started having time to hunt during the rut. Bill, I was filming Bill that season, um, like the whole season until he tagged out. And then he tagged out, and I got to go with Aaron a whole bunch. And Aaron had tagged out too. Um, so I was able to get with him, me, and occasionally I was hunting with um, some of the interns as well. And ended up shooting a buck out of a tree stand in 2016 with. with my buddy Corey, who was an intern and kind of just went back to the old comfortable ways, you know, but by the end of 2016, I was burnt on it. Like I hated it. I was carrying that damn muddy tree stand with the sticks. And like, honestly, we did that. And a lot of our group did that all the way up until, I don't know, whenever, whenever we started using saddles, but 
dude, I did not like that. Carrying those stands was so brutal to me. And, and then it just wear you out. Then you'd sit all day and that gets boring mentally. Like it just drains you. And then you carry all that crap back out and then you go back and do it the next day, day in and day out. The end of 2016, I was burnt with tree stands. So going into 2017, I was like, I really want to take this way more seriously. And I still use tree stands a little bit more, you know, a little bit that year. And then ended up killing a buck off the ground with Jake, which is, uh, he's this one right here. Oh, nice. And That's good deer. That was, that was 2017, and um, that was the first one, like, kind of got the ball rolling. It was like, okay, we can do this. We can kill deer off the ground. And went to Nebraska the next year, got one, like, spotted embedded, and, and docked him, and, like. With your bow, right? Stuff. Just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 19 yards, like, I'll never forget. I mean, this is the first, that's the first, what I call, stalk I ever where I straight up spotted the buck in the bed and uh, just crawled right in there to him and got him as soon as he stood up. Like, and changed that changed like a lot for me because all of a sudden it's like, dude, this is it. This bring like it brings out some intensity too that um, I, I've been missing, I guess, to a certain degree. Like, uh, you know, in stalking deer and the intensity of the physical aspect of it we have to be super focused and you have to be tough you got to be mentally tough i don't you know you're gonna get a cactus in your hand you're gonna you know get your knees on rocks and it's gonna hurt like hell but like if you mess up one tiny little bit like it's over so you can't mess up you just gotta mentally stay in the game and and uh i mean anybody can stop they're mentally tough in my opinion but being you know being in good shape helps so um, I guess why it changed my life is I feel like it just made me super motivated to continue to get in better shape and just, you know, continue to be an active deer hunter. And after 2018, I, I think I've honestly only ever been in a tree a handful of times. And most of those times is with, most of those times is when I'm filming. <laughs> like, I, I really don't, I have, for the last two seasons, I haven't hunted out of a degree at all personally like when i'm the one with the tag and the bow, i've never i haven't done it at all and that's everywhere like it doesn't matter where i'm 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 into that it makes it fun and honestly it's not for everybody um i don't think that everybody really would want to do that but for me i want to do that i just it, it's so fun and i also love if, if i gotta be completely honest i love when people say you can't do that. Like you can't do that here. It's like, all right, I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna try my ass off now that you said that. Like, I'm really gonna try because I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that you can't do anything. And I also kind of, I, I guess, let's put it this way: it, it still fell into the same, huh, same deal, kind of as as what I was seeing when I was in college. Is Everything was still that you have to hunt deer out of a tree stand. Who's why? Like who made that rule? You know, and it fires me up really to this day because it's like for a while I felt like I really had to kind of push back on that, and just like ignore what people were saying because I, I know I fired some people up 
the other way where they're like, well, you can't do like, you're not allowed. You don't want, you're going to ruin it. You're going to ruin public land. And like, while I obviously don't believe that's true at all, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just really what works for me. It's super fun. And I like, I do like the challenge of that. And there's so many pros and cons. I mean, I could talk about hunting on the ground for so long, but, um, yeah, that really, that kind of really got me interested in it. And then I started elk hunting and pronghorn hunting and, uh, elk hunting. I mean, honestly, elk hunting's the best. Like that's, that's where it's at. So um, many people say that I love turkey hunting. That's my favorite. And everyone's like, Oh, well, you've never hunted elk. Yeah. And I, I mean, <laughs> I shouldn't say that I really like anything more than the other. Cause at the end of the day, I, it really would be super hard for me to pick. I'd have to really think on it. I, I don't know. And, and luckily I should never have to, but, um, you know, elk is super fun because it's a whole new level of like physical that, you know, you can, you, you gotta be in damn good shape to, to hunt elk at your, at your, you know, at your best, I guess. Like it certainly helps to be in good shape. And I, that's a fun challenge to me. Like, I'm working for that, you know, to just be, to be as good as I can be. I'm not trying, you know, it's just like, and when you, when you go out there with your team elk hunting, that's super fun because it's like, you, you better make sure you got yourself in shape over the off season. Cause you got to pull your weight. And like, we've, we've, we've had some awesome teams out elk hunting. It's unbelievably fun. And that part to me is also really fun. I was, I was, I was, uh, well, and then pronghorn too, I guess. Pronghorn is like the ultimate stalk test. Like if you could stalk a pronghorn with a bow, like, I don't like to me that's been easily the most challenging thing that I've done in, in hunting. Like they are good, man. And like if you're not on perfect point, like they're they're gonna they're gonna make you look real stupid a lot of times. Um you know So you're telling me if I can't sneak up on the groundhog in my yard, I probably should not worry about the antelope and hold off on those for... No. No, you're <laughs> Seriously, I feel like, you know, I feel like it's like this with pronghorn. You're like, let's say, let's say like the bottom of my screen is the terrain feature that um, you're using as cover. It's like with a pronghorn, I always say you just barely get your hat. <laughs> He's gone. You can see the tip of his hat. <laughs> yeah, you can see the button, you know, and uh, they're just like, well, who's over there? <laughs> oh, God, that's funny. Zach, I'll tell you something you can't do. You can't take me hunting next spring when you're in Ohio. Okay, can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, so, 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 like you derail the conversation there. Um, I don't even know what to say to that. So, so, how, so, Warb and 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 Ted. I love Ted. I mean, I I've never never seen you know never met him. It's kind of um, weird. He's, he just, I just love his personality, man. Like the, 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 he just seems like super quiet all the time. And then he just goes out and, and you'd be like, Ted, I'm going to give you this, this doll kitchen knife. And I want you to kill this, this black bear. And he'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, and he just, I just, I, I love the, all the personalities that like have kind of, have kind of come together. So, I mean, so when you guys are on like Turkey tour or, or your, your, your deer tour and you're out and you're just in these four person tents traveling in cars together. Like at what point is it, is there a point where you're like, you know what? Don't talk to me, get away from me. I don't want to look at you. Give me like five minutes alone. 
or is it just or is it just fun the whole time? What's the behind I, the scenes stuff that you guys edit out that none of us see? The only <laughs> the only thing that I think is can you guys still hear me? It cut out. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I can hear you. Um, I would say the only thing that that like sometimes it is all fun and like we also one thing too is like we also all we break it up like quite a bit really throughout the season it's not like we're all together at all times like there's gonna be a lot of times where one or two or three of us go one direction somebody else goes another direction somebody goes home to hunt somebody goes home to, you know to, to hunt with friends or family or um yeah i mean we're kind of all all over the place as far as that goes the only thing i would say is sometimes we get ourselves pretty stressed out about you know what we're gonna film or what we're gonna edit how we're gonna get it together how fast we need to get it done and that's um i would say that's that's the only thing really behind the scenes that kind of gets to a point where it's like you kind of get sick of it and that's what will be a burnout i would say a potential burnout like like just trying to get those videos done is like and, and the demand the demand truly would be that we do more and and faster like turnaround but it's like it's so hard to go hunting and edit and try to get maximize your time like that gets that can get stressful especially when you really really want to go like like for example if you haven't been killing anything and you're close a whole bunch then it's up where it's like we got to make a video and it's like we just need one more day and you're like you're like that addict you know that just can't get enough and and that for me starts to take over a little bit where sometimes i'm like damn it i don't want to i don't want to sit today out and, and edit especially in the heat of the, the season you know when you're at yeah um, you know so that, that's that's can be hard i would say but, but so I, um, yeah, I mean otherwise when you're hunting it's all fun i mean dude we're yeah, we're all real goofy and mess around all the time, as you can tell. So it's like, it is that 99% of the time, just when you have to like, when you have to give it up to go edit is kind of a bummer. <laughs> no, and you guys, you guys do such a great job of turning that stuff around. I mean, it seems like there's constantly videos coming up and that kind of stuff. One of the things I wanted to ask you is how do you handle that grind? Like, is it a ton of caffeine? Is it uh, things we can't talk about? Is it like, I what... I did three or four days on that turkey hunt at, up at Kildare Plains, and like, especially with the turkeys, like uh, this was basically the first time I've really been out like that. You're up really early, and because the sun is up later, it's not like deer season where it's like the shortest part of the year. Those are long days, man, and it starts getting warm. And I mean, all the walking, and and I'm not trying to you know bitch and complain, but like you know what I'm saying, it it gets it can wear on. Oh, yeah. And you guys are doing that for like three months. Uh, how do you do it? I mean, honestly, it's just, you just, I, you gotta love it at a super, like, super weird level, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you gotta just love it so much, because it really, and, and I think in some weird way, we all are addicts of it, like, we all wake up tomorrow ready to hunt, like, more than anything, I guarantee if you asked any of those guys right now, what would, what would you want to do tomorrow? Well, if I could choose, I'd go hunting, you know? And, and and that means filming or or hunting either one like that that's the beauty of it too is like you know you start going with somebody and you start story and you're and you're even just in your own memory bank right it's like last year i hunted like two weeks straight with jake and filmed him in iowa and it's just like 
the very last thing I was going to do was leave him. You know, at that point, it's like, we're committed to doing this. And like, we're, you know, you built, you kind of get that little team and that, that, that's super fun about um, the season. And I think you just kind of get, you build, you build energy off your buddies, your, everybody's, we, I mean, honestly, yeah, caffeine, uh, like the couple, <laughs> I cut, like I would, is it's like wake up early like uh, and then this is kind of goes for deer and turkey but obviously those days get real shrunk for turkey um wake up drink coffee get super fired up generally just kind of snack a little bit until it gets time usually eat a little bit bigger of a lunch if you got time in the afternoon, you're always going to try to take some sort of little snooze if you can, because that really helps you out. I mean, even even like in turkey season, like one of my favorite things to do is just get up on like a knob where you can hear a lot, just fall asleep, just plan on it. Like if a turkey gobbles as somebody's kind of rolling around, it's like, oh, hey, let's go hunting. But, you know, a lot of times you kind of take a breather middle of the day in some fashion and then um, you know, just get up and or, you know, go hunting for the afternoon, evening, or go roost something if, if you can't hunt till the afternoon. You know, if, you, if you're in turkey season, you can always tell noon, which, like, Ohio, part of the season's that way. And, like, Illinois was that way. A ton of places we hunted that this year were, were that way. So if that's the case, then you just try to take a nap and get ahead of, like, some work stuff, whatever. Um, and then, um, I guess... At night, that's where that's where you know everybody's a little bit of personality kind of takes over, and it's kind of hard to like. It's hard for me to shut the hell up and just go to sleep, but because <laughs> I just want to keep talking about it, and like, I'm so excited about tomorrow that it's like I just want to talk about it, and I just want it to be here. So it's hard for me to go to sleep. But you get to that point where like everybody finally is like, "All right, we're going to sleep," and as soon as you hit the "Hey, man," it's lights out alarm goes off and it's hard but you get up you get the coffee in and then you're going again and it just i mean honestly it's the it's the love of the game you know it's really that because if you didn't love it and you didn't just like have that it's like you're dying to know what could happen i gotta get up i gotta go i gotta go and you can't miss a day and you get in your head too it's like and i think this is a good way to go about it it's like if i miss if I miss today, I'm not guaranteed tomorrow, you know, and, and that goes for, for every single time. And it just, that's what I mean by, I think you just got to love it at a certain level. That's, it's kind of, it's kind of getting weird, you know. Do you guys or, take a day I off mean, throughout the week here and there? Oh yeah. Not throughout the, not throughout a week generally, but a lot of times what we're doing now is, is going on a hunt and then, like go for about a week or so and then yeah i mean and, it, and it's relative deer and turkey are a little bit different and success kind of dictates you know how this goes but it's like you know maybe hunt for roughly seven days let's just say you get enough for a couple videos you take three or four days off five days off week off whatever sometimes you go home sometimes you don't uh, sometimes you just go to the library you know and just sit there and grind out work uh Sometimes it'll be day four and you're only hunting till nine in the morning. You're going to the library middle of, of the day and then you're going back out to like glass or roost turkeys or whatever in the evening. 
you know, sometimes it's like a middle of the day type of deal where it's like, okay, we've already got a bunch of good content. Let's start editing this stuff, getting ahead, but still squeeze a little bit of hunting in where you're kind of hunting at the front end of the day and the tail end of the day, but it's still just a nonstop. It's always a nonstop, like from daylight till dark, like going. And then you got to figure out how you're going to eat in there, which is also honestly the hardest part I would say is just trying to find time to eat. And, and it's really nice when Mindy like makes a bunch of food prior to a trip and sends it with us. Cause it just, it, it, you know, you don't have any time invested in it. Like you just pull something out of the cooler. She makes these burritos or like basically just like something that you can pop out and you can eat right now. And I mean, you eat stuff cold. You're not, I mean, you're not living in luxury out there necessarily. Right. It's just like trying to keep it going, just trying to stay alive and, then eventually you get to a point too where like everybody goes home at some point right so like for example i hunted in mississippi for i probably left here on like the 13th of march let's say and hunted in mississippi until um the end of the month and then i flew home i drove closer to illinois which is where we were hunting next i, I drove to st louis flew to colorado and then was there for like the weekend basically like three or four three days i think three and a half days flew back to ellen or st louis and then drove to illinois jumped in with the guys and back in hunting and we went to what north carolina north carolina for like a while did kind of the same thing flew home for a real quick i think flew home for easter weekend real quick two days flew back went to west virginia and then i hunted west virginia and ohio for a while and then drove back home to here and then we went hunt took about a week to edit and kind of catch up on some stuff here um and then we hunted colorado uh, for a while and then we hunted uh hunted wisconsin flew to wisconsin for the last trip of the season how do you and keep track of all your licenses and all that kind of stuff just i mean when i'm turkey hunting i just have them all in the same pocket right here when you got a ziploc bag and a pen it zip ties, rubber bands, stuff so I can like tie stuff and I've just got like a system right there where I got everything and then you know, deer and deer and everything is a little bit more simple. But turkey, yeah, you gotta just Damn. I mean I'm just constantly reading regulations, you know, like obsessively reading regulations and like stressing ourselves out like, you know, we have everything right, are we good? You know, and like which we totally should be. Um, you know, it's it's the way to way to do it, but it's uh, yeah, it's a lot of making sure you know what's going on out there. For sure, because you're always. I mean, when you're bouncing state to state, there's so many weird little. I mean, and there's not. It's not terribly hard, but you know, every state's a little different, so you got to make sure you know. What you're doing. That'd be my biggest tip if anybody's traveling. Like, make sure you're not doing something you're not supposed to. Because there's some weird. There's weird little hidden stuff as you travel around and hunt different public lands, you know, or sometimes if you're not thorough with reading everything, you could, you could easily miss something, you know? Absolutely. Well, I've got like two more questions and Paul, if you've got anything else, but Zach, uh, one is what is your all time most favorite hunt? And the other one would be if you could, if there's some hunt you haven't been on yet, what would that one be? Well, <laughs> I would say, as far as favorite hunt, I'll use a few because I'm not going to pick one. And this is not even, honestly, if I sat and thought about it too long, it would be 
I would be all of them, but one that comes to mind uh, this past September, we all counted, and it was me, Jake, Ben, Colin, and Roy. And we were in the back country for like seven days, six days, I think it was. Um, and just that, that group of dudes and being so far back in there, I mean, we, I'd been looking at this area on the map for a while and decided, you know, to go in there and do it. And, you know, just took a, basically took a complete risk, went in there blind and it just was everything that I ever dreamed it to be. And, um, filmed, I saw Jake shoot a six, six by six goal. We ended up packing the bowl out just stupid far, like so far. And, um, just that, that whole group aspect of and really, uh, our muzzleloader hunting, man, what we've been doing the last few years is, as a group where we do drives together. That's that's super fun to me because, again, it's that team aspect. And one thing I didn't, I didn't mention that I kind of wanted to mention earlier is I was big into sports when I was a kid, like love playing sports. And I think, I think uh, when I found like mobile hunting, like ground mobile hunting and elk hunting and stalking pronghorn and turkey hunting all the time it's like i kind of started to get more of a uh, my fix of like sport when i was doing that versus just sitting around i felt like a bum when i was sitting waiting for deer um i didn't feel like i was being active and, and i felt like it kind of fit you know it, it uh, replace that i guess replace sports a little bit especially when you've got this team involved where you can turkey hunt as a team you can elk hunt as a team you can deer hunt as a team you know you can be spotting and stalking deer and have a spotter and you know a guy you know people filming it and you're always deer hunting too as a, as a pair with what we do so it's like you're always with your teammate and it's just super fun to me to have that so anytime where i've got that going it's it, that's the most fun, I would say. What sports did you play? Uh, baseball and football. Okay, yeah. Out there in, in Western Ohio, you know, I know football's king. I hear, oh, yeah. I hear about all I the time how great the Mac is uh, at Thanksgiving every year. So <laughs> football, was my, football was my favorite sport. And, uh, yeah, I still dream about it. You know, it's just one of those weird things that, you know, you can't really do it after you're done with it. You know what I mean? You can't go back and do, do more. And I, I, I seriously love it, man. I, there's been only one other thing that I've in my life that I've like enjoyed doing as much as as hunting, and it was football. <laughs> like, I, I for from the time I started in the seventh grade till I graduated high school, I was so obsessed with football. I didn't, I didn't. I was like but definitely more football i would say so so like here's a great example of of what i mean by the sports thing here's a oh yeah picture picture of our group it's yeah pretty sweet that's great that's what it's about man yeah this is the elk that's awesome that's a great picture it really is you can see the mountain in the back background yeah, that's unreal like, so so it's so much fun just being with your friends so you know as far as all-time favorite hunts go like that definitely 
just when you get when you're surrounded with people that that makes it so much more fun you can celebrate and there's so much excitement involved with it that, yeah that's yeah, awesome it's awesome pretty what, broad answer what uh <laughs> what hunt have you not done that you'd want to do um honestly just a lot of western stuff in general i just want to continue to experience different areas hunting elk um i am a colorado resident now so and I've already built quite a resume of different areas of Colorado. Um, I've hunted a lot of places in Colorado for elk already, so that's super exciting. Uh, and I want to continue to like chip off, chip away at other states with that. And then I'd love to do some more mule deer hunting here and there. But, you know, just anything, honestly, at the end of the day, man, I'll sit there. Like, actually, one of the things that I've been dealing with right today specifically is I'm, I'm feeling overwhelmed with how many things I want to do, you know, this deer season. Because it's like, I want to go to all these places. I, want, I, I mean, from, from seriously, Alabama, Mississippi to the Northeast to, you know, out West, it's like I want to hunt so many different places and things. So anything I haven't done yet that's kind of what I want to do. <laughs> the, old, the old priority list that uh, as you get older, it's more and more important, you know? Yeah. So my kids sit here and they, they complain about, you know, what they're going to do during summer break. I'm like, look, you got everything. Just, you want to see my list of things to do? We can, we can fight over that. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't have anything. I mean, we could talk for hours, but we appreciate. I've got. I've just got two two things okay. that that I. So so one. I, I want to commend you and and the THP crew. You guys have really, you know, kind of transformed this industry. And and the one thing that I that I really like. I, I work for one of the wildlife conservation organizations here in the country, and you guys have really started to focus on and talk about conservation in this country and and the need to do more than just buying a, a tag and a license and, and and that's it and those days are dead i've said that a hundred times in this show i'll say it again like we all need to do more and whether that's actually you know boots on the ground type of stuff or donating to different conservation organizations and, and you guys have really you, you've done some work with the nwtf tft i don't know if you're you know what else you guys got going on but i, I just want to say thank you for that i mean that's that's something that we're just a couple schmucks in Ohio, man. Like, you know, our, 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 our platform is not as big as, as yours and it will never be that big, but the people like you and the juries, you know, you guys don't need to be the, the champions of that. And, and, and you guys have taken an important step in doing that the last 12 months. So, I mean, good, good for you guys, man. Keep, keep just hammer down on that point. So yeah, hammer down. Yeah, for thing. sure. I mean, if we can't if we can't keep doing it, then like, what's you know, what's the point? The most important yeah. thing is we can continue to, to do it. I mean, that's you know, really, I guess I failed to mention early in, in the conversation. I I missed my opportunity to say this. Like, THP was also started with this idea that about wildlife and care about protecting areas to go the better chance that we have to stand up against anti-hunting and, you know, um, basically, you know, our thought was it's just kind of get people kind of fired up about going in the first place. And then that will ultimately lead to, you know, protecting the resource, I suppose. And I, I just think that at the end of the day, like that's, that is the most important thing. It's like, 
have fun and make sure that you're like doing the right things to make it better for the future. You know, because yeah, if not, sure. then, you know, we're not ma- not making any more land, and they're building a hell of a lot more houses everywhere I go. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so the last question. This is always I, I've always wondered this. As you guys became more and more popular, your run-ins with people that watch the show, like, has that is that is that all the time? Like, are you guys always running into people in the woods or like these, these part or like, like people getting, you know, they, they pull up in their truck next to you and you guys are like, oh shit, we got to go like start running <laughs> <laughs> because these guys are going to be like, Hey man, can I get a selfie and just bothering you at four in the morning? Yeah, or- I mean, so, so I love talking to people. I, yeah. I really do. I, you can ask anybody in our group is like somebody rolls up and has watched the video. I'm going to just end up probably just sitting there chattering people if you come up, you know, unless we got something real pressing that we're going to do. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's fun to meet people on public land. It's pretty funny to be, you know, just random places like, like the airport or something and, and bump into somebody where there's like all these people and all of a sudden somebody's like, love the videos. I, I, I'd really think it's cool and it, I appreciate it. It's a lot of fun. Um, there are certain times where, yeah, I try to keep my head down a little bit, you know, pull my hair back, kind of hide a little bit because <laughs> maybe you know, or we hear a turkey gobbling or something. But yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not, I don't mean any harm by it ever. If we're doing that, it's just like try to get going. But yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I talk to people all the time and really enjoy that. It's one of the most fun parts about it. I really love going to, to, um, different events and stuff and just meeting people, you know, because everybody's got cool stories. Everybody's got cool experiences. You meet so many cool people being out on public land and meet people that are doing stuff like finding different ways of going about doing stuff similar to what we do. You know, that's kind of, that's kind of the most interesting thing I would say. It was like, you bump into people that are like, yeah, man, a guide, like a guide fishing in the, in the, uh, you know, in the winter, in the summer, so I can deer and turkey hunt all season or, you know, I quit my job. I quit my job before deer season every year and just deer hunt all season. Or, um, guys do the same for turkey. But to me, that's really cool to, that there's other people out there doing it. Like I found my way of doing it, but I'm not the only one that loves it that much. There's a ton of other people, you know, people oftentimes like, people oftentimes try to make hunting competitive you know like they want to say like oh you know you got you got these many these many bucks or these this many big bucks or got them in this many places or whatever it is public land versus private land and it's just i guess to me in, in all of php i think i feel confident saying this it's just like there's no way to measure hunting everybody's situation's different like i i get i've shot bucks the last few years right but i get a ton of time to hunt and i've i failed so miserably so many times and like that that like it's it's there's no way to be competitive about it just go have fun try to learn new stuff and just you know do what makes it fun to you that's what that's what again i talk about hunting on the ground that's what makes it fun for me you know am i gonna miss some opportunities that that i would maybe get if i didn't exclusively hunt on the ground like probably but you know is it gonna be as fun well it's not about killing the biggest buck because i don't i don't honestly don't really care what anybody else i mean i care i support wanting people to do good and have fun but it's like i'm not trying to measure 
or my buck up against somebody else's. And if I start doing that, I'm probably not going to have any fun. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Zach, I appreciate you, man, and all the work that you've done. I, all your friends, the you know the, the work that the THP guys have done. Keep doing you, man. Stay stay humble. Stay you know stay the course. You guys are doing great. So thank you so much for your time today. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you.